Hey, where are you from? So, uh, what do you do? That's what you get asked a lot, right? When you're meeting someone new, at a party, your dating profile. So tell the world the answer to both of those questions at the same time. We figured out how. We just launched a brand new online store that has all 50 states represented with gear for physical therapists. Now at ptpintcast.com. A stainless steel tumbler for a PT in Tennessee? Check. South Carolina physical therapist t-shirt? Yeah, we got that. Face mask for a Florida PT? Check and double check. Great gear for life, all showing off your profession and your home state. PT gear store available now at ptpinecast.com. So go there and you can show off your profession and home state at ptpinecast.com. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. Like craft beer for your ears. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Before we start the show, I do want to let you guys know we're doing something pretty cool. Uh, online at ptpinecast.com, people were asking all the time, hey, those stickers that you give away at conferences or those pint glasses that you gave away a couple times at CSM, can koozies, where do I get those things? I'll tell you, man, I was I was literally in my living room right here where we broadcast, and I was boxing things up and shipping them one off. And then we did an interview with Andrew Tran from uh, P- uh, Physio Memes. And he showed me how to set up a really, really cool dropship store. This is something that you might want to look into. Take out that, check out that interview we did with Andrew on how to do this. But you don't actually have to hold the inventory. So if you wanted to sell something, I don't know, branded from your clinic with your logo or, you know, a phrase you use all the time, why not do that? But then you're thinking, like, I got I to gotta spend money on inventory and then hope it sells. And then where am I going to put it? Like, literal space is a consideration. Well, these are really cool. I mean, we've got these branded online. Let's see if we can bring up the um, the the store uh, on the screen as well. So check these out online at ptpinecast.com. I mean, we've got anything. Like this one's for like Washington, D.C. because that's where our guest tonight is from. Cancuzzi, you're a D.C. physical therapist. We got that on there. You uh, heart PT. PTs, we love the anatomical correctness. You got to love the anatomical correctness. You do. Uh, so find those online at ptpinecast.com. Look into doing this yourself for your brand or your clinic. Uh, good way to uh, to earn. I don't want to call it passive revenue because you got to put some work into it. Great designs. But when you find a, a good supplier, we use Shopify and Printify. Write those down. Uh, you can create some really, really cool stuff. So we want to make sure you know those are now available at ptpinecast.com. Dot com. Really, really excited to have this guest back on the show today. We're talking about freedom. As we get into like this warmer weather, I feel like Jamie coming back on the show is like great because like you almost like especially in the Northeast where I live, you like you're shedding this winter like restrictiveness. We're talking about practice freedom. Jamie's been on the show before. He's going to share something with you that is really going to allow you to transform you, your day your life, your your view of yourself. Believe me, we were having like a therapy session before we got started. So I'm going to be quiet. We're going to hit the intro and let's get started with Jamie Sharp. Let's do this. Thing. All right, we are live broadcasting from the, uh, the studio here in my living room uh, at PT Pintcast. We are a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories here in the world of physical therapy. On the socials at PT Pintcast, we love when you follow us. This way you never miss something that we're shooting out there. Like tonight, 
when we have our guest Jamie Schreier on, we're going to give away to one of you right now streaming. I can see how many of you are watching a free discovery call with Jamie. If you're thinking after today's episode, you're like, hmm, I wouldn't mind some one on one time with that dude just to see like how I can apply everything he's about to tell us tonight to what you want to do and the freedom you want to get. So if you want to win a discovery call in the comments below, if you're watching this live, this is why it pays to follow us on social media. If you're watching this live, drop in the comments, Pintcast. Just do that, Pintcast. Drop it down below. If you have a question for Jamie, you can fire that along too. We'll see if we can get uh, him to answer a couple of your questions. But drop Pintcast in the comments. We'll use the, the Google machine here and we'll pull a winner from that. You'll get a, uh, a discovery call with Jamie. All right, without further ado, let's bring him back on the show. Uh, founder of Practice Freedom U and the author of The Practice Freedom Method, The Practice Owner's Guide to Work Less and Earn More. Uh, he's on a mission to save PT owners from the struggles and hardships of owning a healthcare, a healthcare business in today's world. I mean, it feels like it gets harder every day, right? Jamie's going to help you cut through all that. Ladies and gentlemen, on the show again, Jamie Schreier. There he is. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> All right. As always, we get the hard questions out of the way first. Nobody wants to answer the hard questions later. What are we drinking? Uh, well, I am uh, proud to say I am drinking an organic, because we're all health conscious, all healthy. Michelob Ultra Cucumber Seltzer. Everybody's getting into the seltzer game. I have had that one, and it is good. And I am I am secure in my 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 alcohol uh, you know consummation uh, nest to say I I like those things. And especially as we come on into the summer weather, it feels a little lighter. I you know I don't mind a beer or two or maybe three, but like you know you can drink a couple of those seltzers and not feel awful. I'm doing uh, something called uh, what is this one? This is uh, a summer IPA from uh this is night very hoppy it's called summer break everybody nice. in, from sierra nevada everybody wants summer break you remember that it's almost like a theory and a feeling because as a kid you were like summer break man summer no school it feels good uh well cheers to you my friend welcome back to the show well thank you so much and a a as my daughter would say or she did say the other day is like you know i'm, I'm getting ready for the summer bod so the summer bod. you know 51 Smart. years old I don't know what kind of bod there is, but I'm at least getting ready for the summer. <laughs> That's smart. All right. So in the intro, we've had you on the show before. I tell people all the time, if you're thinking about starting a practice, if you're running a practice, take a look at the stuff Jamie's putting out there because it's going to save you. I mean, you talked about literally learning from the one thing that hit me last up, learning from fire. I mean, we talked about that experience that you had had from having a fire starting from square one, where that was almost like a freeing method where it got you back to the beginning. Um, but today we're going to talk about like practice freedom. So but those two words, when you put them together, I love when like you kind of understand the concept, but you're not really sure what it means. You know what each of those words mean. So practice freedom, both of those sound good to me. When I say practice freedom, what does that mean to you? Yeah, so I've been using those terms, practice freedom, for for many, many years, over 10 years now, because when I was going through, you talked about the fire, you talked about some of the hardships that I went through as a practice owner in physical therapy and doing all the things that us overwhelmed people do. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't explain like what I wanted to do. I said, well, I just want to not have to treat so much. Like, wait a minute, you don't, you don't, you don't want to treat your therapist? I go, I just want to have control. I just want to have... And then I ran into some people. I was in this mastermind circle trying to get some help. And they said, well, you just want freedom. And I went, yeah, I want freedom for my practice. I want practice freedom, damn it. Yeah. And I just kept using that term um, around. And then I, you know, 
many years later, I said, I'm going to create a whole business around practice freedom and help teach other people how to get practice freedom and get control of their business, work on the business, not in it, as we heard, and uh, really have that freedom, you know, with, you know, money and time and all the things that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and of course, how to actually get that. Well, let's talk about start start with the why. Why does practice freedom matter? Why is this something? You know, if someone says, "Well, yeah, of course, I want I want I want uh, practice freedom." Why does it matter? What does it allow someone to be able to do? Well, freedom is control, and I've never met anybody. I mean, you and I were talking before this about some of the things going on. We want we want control. We want to do our best work. We want to show up and do what we love to do, what we're passionate to do. And when business owners start out as clinicians and they open up a practice and they want to build and grow their practice, a lot of times they don't have control. Like their schedule are really other people's schedules. Uh, they're answering questions nonstop. They're getting to this overwhelm. They don't have time for their family. They don't have enough money to, to pay the bills or to live the lifestyle that they thought they would have. That's the opposite of freedom. That's the opposite of control. So to me, practice freedom is just having control and focusing on the things that you love to do and creating the life and the lifestyle that you want. We, we, we read about it in books and maybe when we we're younger, we said, one day I'm going to have that, but it's actually real. You, you can have that and you don't have to sacrifice anything that you believe in, anything that you want. So when I think of practice freedom, that's the place that I'm coming from. All right. So what prevents it then? I mean, obviously, if, if everybody wants it and we go into healthcare, physical therapy, wherever your direction you're coming from, what are the what are the, the, the barriers, the roadblocks? What do we get tripped up by? Well, it's us. I mean, like anything else, we're, we're the solution. And we're also the, the awesome. big old bottleneck at the at the at, at the top of that big old Coke old school uh, bottle, you know, um, uh, there's something I wrote down here, and it, it's when you want to grow your practice, there's 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 a formula that happens. The results you get in your business, and I'll, I'll dare say the results you get in your life or any job that you may have, has to do with how you think. It has to do with the actions you take. And then, of course, they deliver the results. I mean, that's a simplistic version. So what. The way to do that is it starts with how we think about things because how we think about things, there's, there's a great, there's a great uh, saying that one of my uh, mentors, Dan Sullivan said, he goes, um, your eyes only see and your ears only hear what your brain is looking for. So the question is, what is your brain looking for? If your brain is seeing something in your business that is something that you really shouldn't be focusing your time and intention on, such as every little problem and fire that you're trying to put out, but you're not focusing your time on, let's say, you know, referral generation or implementing, putting in systems or processes or something of that uh, uh, matter, then you're going to get results aligned with where you're putting your time and attention. Right. So th that's really what it comes down to. That's what I discovered in this whole journey, it's not about the secret formula to referrals. It's not about the perfect way to, to build a culture for your team. The answer, it's about a combination of all of it. And that all starts with the owner. And it's how we think about our business, how we think about our practice. Because Jimmy, the training that we've had, you've had, I've had, and everybody here that's listening to this 
have had has come from school. That's the training. School's job was to do one thing and one thing only. And that was to help you pass the boards so you could become a licensed physical therapist. Correct. Well, that mindset went into being, you know, a therapist like working for someone else. And then eventually you said, well, I want to own a business. I guarantee you did not put the same time and the same money and the same attention around how to run a business. You took the mindset of a clinician, very, very different than yeah. a business owner. And you brought that mindset into this world. And that's the problem right there. And that's the thing I want to solve is give people how to think about their business. And yes, some strategies, but how to think about things. Because when you think about things in a different way, that's going to lead you to a different action, a different strategy, which is then going to get you a different, hopefully, a better, more desirable result. Different outcome. For, uh, practicefreedomu.com is the website where you can find more about uh, uh, Jamie. So then we're talking about changing your mindset to change what you're thinking about, what you're focusing on to eventually change your outcomes. And again, clinical outcomes and business outcomes, different, different, very, very different. So what are the steps? Where do we begin on this journey to achieving practice freedom? Where, where are the directions we go? Well, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, success, and I've heard different elements of this, but Success is 90% preparation and 10% perspiration. Yep. And, and there's different variances of that. I used to hear that. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I always had the mentality of Home Depot. Home Depot is uh, more doing. Yeah. You Just know, you know we're, we're, we're the doers. You know, we're here for the doers. Well, when we are in school, when we get out of school, we have a doing mentality. You know, and, and I can go into this whole society business, but as society, we have a mentality of being busy is a good thing. Sure. Constantly busy, constantly doing is good. Well, I can tell you, I've never met a successful entrepreneur, successful business owner, not just in physical therapy, in any field that focused most of their time on doing. They actually focused on preparing. Preparing could be like strategizing. Preparing could be thinking. Preparing could be organizing. That type of mentality, like just looking at it that way and getting rid of this habit of just doing, doing, and doing, that's what starts to shift you down a road to practice freedom. So, for instance, one of the uh, practice growth strategies that I want to share with the audience is the mindset of the best is yet to come. Okay, That's the mindset. The best is yet to come. You know, I have a friend, we'll, we'll call him Dave. It's actually his name, but hopefully he won't hear this because he'll know I'm talking about him. But I grew up with Dave. Dave's a good guy, you know, whatever. But he's one of those guys that um, he created, uh, he loves talking about the childhood, the, our neighborhood. He created actually a Facebook uh, page around our neighborhood. And there's like five, 600 people in the neighborhood. They talk about the good old days in the neighborhood, like Bruce Springsteen, the glory days. Everything's about the good old days. Throwback Thursday. He's the guy posting all kinds of crazy stuff. And I go to Dave, I go, well, what about the future? What about, what are you excited about future? And he went, not much. This guy has beautiful family, beautiful wife, beautiful kids. But up here in his brain, the best is behind them. Yeah. And you have to have a mindset 
of no, the best is yet to come, no matter what situation you're in. We were all in a crazy situation last year, and perhaps you're still in some of that right now. But you have to have the mindset that the future is better. And you got to put that down. You got to create and write that. What does that future look like? I think too many times, you know, when we're young, we love it when kids are talking about, oh, imagine this and dream of that. We go to Disney World because it's a magical place. But then we become adults, we become business owners, and we say that's the that's the stuff of kids. We we don't look at what's possible, as Les Brown says, you know, what's possible? There's so many amazing stories that that I've seen, that I've experienced through through people of just thinking and believing and of course writing down what their vision is you you were sharing sharing uh, with me earlier before just you had this picture and this vision and it's amazing how it's starting to form not perfectly but it's starting to form it's starting to take shape and too many of us are thinking about all the stuff in the past or all the negative stuff right now and not getting that picture of what is going to inspire you? Because if yeah. you're not inspired to be here, nobody else around you is going to be yeah. inspired. You're, you're, that's you're awesome practice growth. That's the that's the mindset shift. Number one is really just believing and embodying the best is yet to come. You know that best is yet to come. It makes me think a lot of PT students too, because I spent a lot of time with them at conferences, hearing from them, doing live shows uh, at PT schools, and they have that best is yet to come and then sometimes it's like a year two years in is when you watch and that balloon kind of gets deflated where they're like all these things i was going to do i just don't know how to do it because they're caught in that mindset of what we we're talking about earlier trading that time for money you really can't get ahead if you're only trading an hour of your time for money every single day and jimmy here's where it's so important this is not one of my core you know mindset shifts but this is a mindset shift is you have to hang around like-minded people. And when I say like-minded people, you and I could hang out all day long. We have hung out on, on some occasions. Um, we're not going to bring each other down. Right. We're not going to judge. We're not going to criticize. And I'm not going to say that's a stupid idea. I'm not going to blow smoke up your butt either. But you want to be around people who lift you up, who inspire you, who help you. Too many times you have the young ambitious, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young therapist that comes in, which is great, but then they get caught up with an owner that says, man, you should have been here 20 years ago. Right. It was really good before HMOs kicked in or before the competition or before all of these big companies took over. Like They'll literally take the energy out from you. So from a hiring standpoint, I would stay far away from those people and you want to connect with people that will help build and guide and mentor you. And they're, st they're out there. They might yeah. be few and far between, but they are out there. But um, who you hang with, there are studies that show the way you think, the way you act, actually the money you make is really the five people you hang around with the most. You are an average of the five, those five people and how they think. So uh, that's critical for especially some of the new people. All right. So first up was really a mindset shift. Second, you snuck in one because uh, I brought up people. So it's really about who you're who you're hanging with. Uh, what else? What else would you be pay, paying attention to in terms of the steps to achieve practice freedom? Yeah. So uh, one of my um, one of my 
key growth mindset um, shifts is focus, right? Um, what you what you pay attention to grows. Now, it doesn't mean it's like a beautiful flower and you're like, oh, I'm going to cultivate this and I'm going to put some water on the flower and the water and the flower starts blooming up this beautiful flower. You may cultivate a piece of crap. You may say, oh, I'm going to nurture this piece of manure. I'm going to make sure it's really nice and it just has a beautiful aromatic smell. I mean, wherever you put your focus and attention is going to increase. It doesn't mean it's going to get better. What it means, it's going to become more of. So the thing I hear a lot is, Jamie, I need, I need more referrals. Okay, well, share with me what you've been doing, aka what are you focusing on to get referrals? And then they give me a 10-minute whole spiel about everything they're doing, and none of it has to do with getting referrals. And I said, well, what you're doing because of how you're thinking is getting exactly what you should be getting. Why should you be getting referrals? You're not putting any time. So what we focus on and what we give attention to is, is, is critical. So um, focus, attention, growth. If you want growth in your company, then I ask you this, what are you focusing on daily, weekly, monthly, yeah. quarterly? What are you focusing on? Without the, like we just talked about having that bigger future, having that, that vision, having that, what is that thing that you want? If that's not out there somewhere, then you get caught up with whatever happens to you. And this is where most of us get in the business world. I spent a lot of years and, and hundreds of people I've worked with. It's just, it's a natural place to be. You can't really avoid it if you're going into business, but you can choose how long you're going to stay there. And right. that's this overwhelmed operator state. It's the state where you walk in and it's, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I just hope and pray that it's not terrible. And my favorite line is, Jimmy, hope ain't a strategy. Hope's not a plan. I love that one. Hope, hope ain't a plan. Hope ain't a strategy. So you walk in there and all of a sudden, hey, hey, Jamie, can I can I talk to you real quick? Boom, you get hit with that fire. Oh, I need your help on this. Oh, the insurance just denied this. Oh, doctor so-and-so uh, said this and they're upset about this. Oh, so-and-so just canceled. I mean, it's just you're getting hit and you're it's just reacting yeah. to everything. And reaction is 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 a recipe for disaster. Reaction is an emotional place. Response is a rational place. Reaction, emotional. Response, rational. All right. So that's so that's focus. And uh, and you know you you started off by saying uh, you know success ninety percent preparation ten percent preparation perspiration. I've heard of that. And we typically flip that. Where I'll just work super super hard. Uh, the the strategy for this podcast. In when we were in CSM San Antonio, somebody can fact check me. The last time CSM was in San Antonio, Texas, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say it was 17, um, maybe 16, 17. Um, Sky Donovan, who is my PT school advisor, and she hates when I say that. She's like, you can just say I'm your friend. Uh, but she was my PT school advisor, and we literally did the strategy for this podcast. 
at a Denny's at CSM one morning. It's on the back of a of the back of a placemat. She was like, where do you want to go? And Jamie, she was highlighting in different words, but the same core feeling of you're doing all the things and you feel busy. I was running around CSM dragging my audio equipment and I would interview anybody who would say yes, because it felt like the more I did, the more I was doing, the better I was off. And then at the end of CSM, I did this two CSMs in a row. I crashed so hard that I was like sick for like four days. I have to like call out of work after CSM. Mike Chua uh, saying what's up live and yes, fact checking me. It was 2017 for CSM. Thank you, Mike Chua. Uh, appreciate that, man. Um, and when I actually focused harder on what I wanted to show up, it started to show up because I was, fo- I mean, what, what do they say? It grows, it grows, uh, you know, what, uh, where you water it, right? The grass is greener where you water it and you pay attention to it. Yeah, what you focus on, what you put your attention to is going to grow. You want to put your attention to doing lots of interviews, you will get busy. You will have many interviews and it will start to drain you. There's a great uh, a great quote by Henry David Thoreau. Um, it's not enough to be busy. So too are the ants. The question is, what are you busy about? And that just kind of says it. Everybody and everything is busy. There's a lot of motion. And there's and there's a and there's a dopamine effect of being busy, right? There's a dopamine effect of checking your phone, uh, what is it, 1,200 times a day or whatever the latest research. Crazy. You get that quick hit of dopamine. But when you sit back and you pause and you're like, well, am I moving towards what I really want? Am I happier? And am I feeling good about myself? Am I making the difference in the impact I want to make? You start to answer, no, 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 no. Yeah, but I'm busy. That's the mindset shift that right then and there, that busy, whoever told you that or wherever that came from, society or whatever, yeah, it's not about being uh, busy. It's about being productive. It's about being efficient. And it's about placing you in a place that you're doing things that you have a natural gift a natural strength and guess what we all have it jimmy you're showing right now your gift this podcast and the way you operate it's like no other and i'm not saying it's not hard work for you but you have a natural way that i bet you just love to work you love to learn more you love to tweak you just show me some really cool effect that that you're doing that's what it's about and the more you can wake up every day and do that same thing with our passionate practitioners and our passionate business owners. Yes, it's the old saying, if you love what you do, you don't have to work a day in your life. I don't know if I believe about the work a day in your life because I work my butt off. I just love what I do and I get energized from it. Yeah. That's the difference. And that's where I want to put every practice owner, every business owner and their team and their leadership team. Because if the business owner is up here on a high level, their Everybody. team will be too. And they'll be mentoring the next generation. So practicefreedomu.com to uh, find out more about Jamie. Uh, something you just said made me think of something like no, no kid. When you ask him what you want to be, no PT student. When you ask him what they want to be, they don't want to say busy. Like no one ever says, I want to be busy. You were saying like, yes, I feel like I want to be busy. Being busy is good. You want to be free. You want to have practice freedom. You don't want to be busy. Like that's not, that's never the goal, but somehow for some reason we go towards busy because busy feels good. But you're saying that the, the, the more reflection you do, the more you can actually get to what you wanted to be. 
Well, there's four. There, there's there's really four freedoms of, of practice freedom. There, there's four components. One is freedom of money. It doesn't mean you need to make millions of dollars. It just means you are truly in control of your financial future. The other is freedom of time. That's the one I hear actually more than money, especially from the PT practitioners. The freedom of time is you have control over your schedule. You have control of if you want to go on vacation, you go on vacation. You can't you can't do that necessarily working for someone else. They're in control of you. But what's worse than working for someone else necessarily, at least you have two, three weeks vacation. You work for yourself. You think you have endless? I know people that haven't taken vacations for years, wow. even though they could. That's not freedom of time. That's being an indentured servant to your own business. The other freedom is freedom of purpose. You have the freedom to impact and help the people you want to help. And you're still helping people. You're not treating necessarily 40 hours a week, but you're helping actually exponentially more people because you're creating a business that's hiring great clinicians and you're teaching them and you're training them and you're impacting hundreds, if not thousands of people. And then, of course, there's another freedom that we don't think about it a lot, and that's the freedom of relationship. Meaning, because you have this way of operating, you have this business, you get to choose the people you hire. You get to choose the people you have in your life. I know people in my neighborhood, they go down to DC and their 30, 40 people they work with are chosen for them. And they're not all the people they would choose to hang out with eight to 10, 12 hours a day. So this is the opportunity that every one of your, at least your business owners uh, have. And it doesn't mean business owners, brick and mortar business. It just means you're an entrepreneur and your income is basically up to you. You get to choose all that. So practice freedom is designing it where at the end, and the journey never ends, by the way, because your vision will continue to get bigger. But at this initial end, you understand all of these things and you've implemented and you're experiencing it. Once you start getting, you give so you give someone, Jimmy, just a little confidence, just a little bit, just a little tease, a little taste, a, a little extra zero in the bank account, a, yeah. a, a, another week on vacation, you know, a couple great hires. You give them a little taste of what it could be like. Game's over. And and that's that's so huge in this. But I do have one other um, yeah. uh, mindset growth, if we have time. Yeah, of course. So this is um, this is perhaps one of one of my um, one of my favorites, and this is really about keeping your tank full, right? So think about this: you got the gas tank and the car analogy, which many of us have heard before. The gas in the tank is similar to the energy that you have. You just described that, you know, you went to Denny's and you were in there and you were, you, you, you were out in the interviewing everyone, dragging your equipment wherever you go. And then what happened? Your tank went, energy level went down. Um, maybe it was pretty good for a little bit. And then I guarantee halfway through when you're at a half a tank, it started to go down. You were probably like, oh, my God. I- I'm going to listen to this again to this person. I go, I asked them this question. They're answering this. And, oh, my God, my mic's not working. What the? And the emotion starts to go, and then you go home, and you're done. Now, maybe a couple days later, you got back to maybe a full tank or maybe close to a full tank. But what happens is most of us 
especially business owners. You go in on Monday, maybe you have a decent tank, and then it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it starts to come down. The problem is when we start to come down, a seemingly innocuous, innocent issue comes up. And when your tank is down, when your energy is low, the issue becomes a bigger deal. When your energy is high, your creativity is high, your innovation is high, your emotional intelligence is high, that problem becomes more rational and more solvable. But when you are depleted, as so many overwhelmed practitioners are, overwhelmed business owners are, those problems, those issues, those uh, things that present to us become much bigger stuff. And here's where reaction versus responsiveness comes in. We start to make decisions on those. Think of hiring someone because you're desperate and you're working 12-hour days and this person seems to be good because your brain says, they're good, Jamie. They're good. Freaking hire them. You're dying here. You hire them and this person becomes the worst hire you've ever had and you wonder what happened. They seemed so good in the beginning, but there was no hiring process. There wasn't any real listening to their interview questions. You asked for a cover letter, they never sent one. They had some blanks in their things. You you told yourself some stories. So you're making decisions at your lowest rational creative self. And that's what it means by keep your tank full. How do you do that? The fastest way to increase your energy is physiology. It's deep breaths, it's meditation. It's exercise, things that get you going. Um, I do this exercise when I'm with a, a group of people and we're teaching. I'm like, everyone's like, you know, the typical in the classroom. And I, I do it on purpose. I make it seem like it's just going to be the most boring talk I do. And I said, hello, my name's Jamie. Um, so if you can open up your books, we're, we're going to go through the the 17 pages of, of a, it's a leadership training I do. And then, and then like two minutes later, I go, I'm just kidding. Everyone up. Yeah. You could feel the energy in the room change. I have them do some jumping jacks or something. So we have to protect ourselves. We have to watch ourselves like a hawk. Because when we start to go down, if we don't do something to help us get the energy back up, fill the tank back up, you won't even know you've made a bad decision. Because in your mind at the time, you don't know. It's called negative bias. You don't know the things you're biased to. Only someone from the outside who then gets you like thinking about that can know. So I I tried to be smarter than I am for years and I could never I could never get on the other side of the natural tendencies that I have. Yeah. And finally I was just succumbed to Jamie, I think you just need some help and how to build this business thing because you've tried for for eight years you can't do it you need help and guess what it's okay so my job was to just take care of myself yeah show up to keep my tank full to have time to to think and and look at what i want and just be open to learning how to do this and once you do that i I hate to say it because i'll never use the word easy but it's certainly not as hard as what life is like not having this. You're talking about keeping your tank full physiology. I mean, these are the things we know. And what are the things that we typically 
throw out or take off of our own schedule when we get busy is that hour long walk you like to go on or the trip to the gym. Hey, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm too backed up at work. So I'm going to throw, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to CrossFit this morning or I'm not going to hit the pool. Those are the things that leave first. And those are the things we do the most. Exactly. Because the things we always sacrifice the most is our own self care. And this is where I start to really j- d- dig into people a little bit because we're the most important person in our company. We are responsible not only for ourselves and our family, we're responsible for our staff, their family, their friends, our patients, their family, their friends, our community. We're the number one person, numero uno. We cannot destroy our own self. And we do it because we think we're invincible. We think we can go, 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 go. That type of thinking is what gets us in the problems that many of us have. And it's reversing the 180 thinking that no, when things get crazy, I did a talk uh, uh, a little over a year ago when the pandemic hit. They're like, Jamie, what's the solution? What's the solution? I said, pause. What do you mean pause? Everything's happening. I go, exactly, pause. Take a deep breath, go work out, have a nice you know, healthy meal. And let's think through what's happening because everyone else out there is reacting, reacting, yeah. reacting. And they're going to see the effects of that reacting months later. So if we can just, you know, what did they say? The best way to uh, uh, stop uh, something like digging your own grave or something like best way to, you know, that, you know, that's saying, I don't know, but, I don't know that one, but... basically the, the, the best, the best way to, um, you know, to stop digging your own grave is to stop digging basically. I, I mean, we just keep doing the same stuff because it's a habit to us. Busy. So, I feel busy. Huh? If I feel busy. So it feels good. I'm just, I'm doing something. Well, we need to do something. So I'm just going to keep digging. You know, my dad said, my dad was a New York City fireman and he said, you know, what's the worst thing to do in a panic situation? Panic. Don't panic. So, hey, think, you know, I mean, he also had some other choice phrases when he was a, when he was a probie, which is like a rookie fireman, you essentially get assigned to the captain. Like you are on my hip the whole time. And he said, what's what's the best piece of advice? And he said, uh, the captain, Frank Pampalone, said, uh, always know which way your ass is pointing. And he goes, what the hell does that mean? He goes, always know which way you came from, because that might be the only way out. But it meant really was like it was a presence of mind. Like, I know you want to get in there and you want to do right because you're a fireman or you're a therapist, you're a business owner. I want to be busy. I want to do it's like, hang on a second. I would rather you make the right decision really slowly than a bunch of quick wrong decisions and you can and you can make a lot of wrong decisions in a fire or a business or 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 your life because it feels better to make a decision and that ain't always the right thing to do so yeah sometimes pausing or slowing it down think about this don't react yeah and it kind of goes back to kind of the first uh, uh you know thing that i said with how we think how we react in situations will determine the actions we take. So if your first, you know, impulse is to react when someone comes with you at something and then you respond, you know, you react to that thing. So your action is, I got to solve the problem. I got to solve the problem. And, you know, this is where the whole putting out the fires, but you're the arsonist. So you're like this sadistic arsonist that creates the fires just so you have something to do to put them out. I'm sure you've heard that one. Um, That just leads, your actions will always lead to the results you have. And I, I'll put on actions, communication. So how we communicate, how we handle ourselves, how we take care of ourselves, 
how we communicate to our staff and to our patients. See, results aren't just this random thing. Results come from what we do and how we do it. And no one's, no one, you're not going to leave, you know, years and years from now saying, I did the most. I'm the winner. Right, right, right. It's not it. It's, it's, did you, did you, did you impact others? Did you feel like you left a legacy, something purpose filled? And that's yours and yours alone. You don't have to do what someone else is doing. And that's right. why I love what you're doing, Jimmy. You're doing your own thing. You're not trying to compete with anybody else. This is just who you are. Well, someone actually asked, it was a student actually was like, do you consider, who do you consider your competition in, you know, physical therapy podcasting? And I, and I was like, a great question. And I was like, I don't have any. And she kind of went like, Ooh, like he doesn't have any. And I said, no, 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 no. I look at this. I was a high school swimmer, a bad one, but you do whatever you want between the wall. I mean, there are lane lines. I mean, I looked at everybody starting a podcast as proof of concept. I'm like, the more people getting into it, great. So who's my competition? My competition's everything else, like the noise in the world. It wasn't another podcaster. And, uh, you know, so, and also you're talking about, you know, really maintaining focus, really making sure that you're doing what you want to be doing, you know, making sure you're not the arsonist in your own, in your own life. I mean, we, it's easier, I think, to see in other people, right? It's, it's almost that 30,000 foot view when a friend comes to you and they're explaining and you're like, you just told me you keep doing these nine things and this nine, these nine things keep happening. Why do you think that is? And sometimes it, it takes that reflection. So we do have a question from the, uh, from the audience, Catherine, uh, what resources do you think are important? What resources do you provide for employees who maybe lack self-awareness or emotional intelligence for the self-care? How do you walk them through making sure they can see it? Like in my friend analogy, I got a friend who's always down and nothing ever happens right, never works. And it's a kind of like self-perpetuating loop. It's it's not easy yeah. for, for, for sure. Cause we see it in other people. Yeah. Like, you know, we all have the friend that the drama seems to follow them all the time. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, you're just bringing this on. I have a tough time with those people. I have Art, a tough man. time when they're clients. I have a tough time when they're neighbors. I have a tough time with their friends. Um, I try to distance myself from some of them. Um, I think the best thing you can do is elevate your own EQ. Elevate your emotional intelligence. There's a great book um, called Emotional Intelligence 2.0. It actually has a part of the book, a quiz. You can take the quiz and, and you can see where your score is and then you know, unlike uh, IQ, IQ is more of a, a firmly thing in your brain. Uh, EQ can actually go yeah, up yeah. or down. Uh, my EQ when I started was like in the low 60s when I took the test. Um, and I've gone up like 20 something points doing some of the strategies, which is some of the stuff I'm sharing with you. I think that's probably the best thing uh, you can do. The other thing, too, when it comes to EQ and, you know, self-awareness and, and social relations and all the other components of EQ, um, asking questions, asking questions helps people pause and think for a second. Uh, that's why questions are such powerful, especially open-ended questions, you know, kind of like how you want to ask interview questions because it makes people self-reflect and look internally. I mean, that's a lot of what we do in our program is we help people think differently about them themselves and, and question some of the things we're doing and, and reflect on the things we're doing. So for your friend, you know, perhaps you, you know, ask them a, a question or two. Of course, the problem with that is you can't attack them. 
It, right. You can't you can't go after them. That's why you need to ask it with good heart. You need to ask it with curiosity. You can't ask it with telling them what to do because they'll they'll stick in the you know they'll put their foot in the sand. You'll put your foot in the sand. But really, just 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 how you approach it with you know um, you know question around whatever the thing might be. But it I is just, tough. I just shared this every day in our PT Pinecast Happy Hour Facebook. This actually came from a study. I'll I'll, I'll get the citation. But they this was this was done with healthcare providers. So it was MDs and I think nurses, and they boiled this down to three golden rules. And this was only everything you were just saying. You were hitting this checklist without even knowing it, Jamie. Only ask questions. Keep them short and simple. Link each question with something the other person has already said. That's kind of mirroring and bringing, making sure you're showing active listening, yeah. but you're putting it back on them without without this, without the. I mean, it's a podcast, but I'm doing a pointing hand gesture here. Right. And then, and then the third one, we it's hard to do. This is what you were talking about. Try to withhold advice, suggestions, or interpretations as much as possible. And what I liked about this is they actually went into detail in this study. This is uh, BMJ. They actually said, great, the link doesn't work as we're live. But they were saying that, um, but these people come to us for advice and suggestions and interpretations. And they said, yes, but ultimately they're only going to take your advice if it's an internal change themselves. And the only real way to get there is not to tell someone to do push-ups and a bunch of squats and you know run three miles. It really is to get them to believe that they should be doing this. And that and the, and the, the way you're talking about is through questions. They need to be an active part of this process or they will not partake. Yeah, I, I read a book recently. Have you heard uh, Chris Voss, uh, the former FBI, uh, um, like their number one, um, never split the difference? That's it. I, I see you have that thing. Uh, sticky notes all over. Is it? Is it not cold? I I was actually just like, why did I I just I sticky noted the whole book like yeah, every just, every five. Just highlight days. the whole thing, Jimmy. Just just Great. take a highlighter and just say the whole thing's going to be a different color. Great book. Um. So yeah, mirroring and labeling. I mean, you could get lost in a lot of the the details. Um. I like to read it and say, okay, what is the one, two, or three practical things? And and you nailed it. You nailed it with that study. Um. But it's. It almost seems like common sense. Like they come to me for advice, but really what they're coming, the advice that you give them is the advice that they actually come to themselves. You're leading them to the advice. See, I believe something when any any person that we coach, any business owner that we coach, I believe they're not broken and they don't need to be fixed. I believe they actually have the answers. I truly believe that. They might need a strategy here and yeah, and a, and, a, and, a, and a cheat sheet here, whatever, but they have the answers. They know what's, so if you ask the right questions, they will actually uncover the answer. And then you say, wow. Listen to what you just, great. like, you'll say, listen to what you just said. What do you think about that? Jamie, I use the exact same words when I do like evaluation, like communication evaluations. I say, listen, you guys are going to be really, really annoyed in about an hour. And they go, why? I go, because the answer is already in the room. I'm just going to answer a bunch of questions and you're actually going to give it to me. And I'm going to literally just show it back to you. And that's your answer. It, most of the time, the answer's already in the room. The best coaches, executive coaches, and I've paid a ton of money on, uh, on executive coaches and, and mentors. The best ones initially frustrated the crap out of me because they did exactly that. I've been on the other side of that. And, you know, they know when to push and they know when, okay, Jamie's going to about to go over the ledge here because the emotion is high. And we all know 
when emotion is high, Bad intelligence is low. Amygdala yeah. is, is 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 crazy. So um, so but that's what being the best is is understanding the basics of ask good questions, listen intently, and look for where their thinking is off, where their thinking's not aligned, and then bring them back to that. The worst experts in the world are the ones that they say have all the answers. Right. I, I spend my time now not telling everybody I have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. What I do know how to do is extract the answers from what you need yeah. and give you a roadmap and how to get there because there is a way to do it. Right. But to your point, when it comes to like interviewing questions or uh, you know talking to friends or wh- whatever the case, you can use this anywhere or negotiation. Right. Um, that never split the difference. That was such a great way. Well, and I love the stories. I mean, you're talking about well, high pressure stories. First of all, how he wrote the book, every chapter starts with a crazy story. And again, the guy was the former FBI hostage negotiator. Um, and he starts everyone with like a crazy story that like you're glued to the book. But then he shows and then, of course, he takes that story and goes, here's why. Here's what I did. But what I really liked when he said in the beginning, Chris Voss explained Every conversation, personal or professional, is a negotiation. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Of course, you're going to say that you're a negotiator. He's like, well, it's a negotiation for attention or time or information. Like, think about it. Like, you're trying to get your kid to do something. You're saying you you, you kind of have to negotiate. So when you look at it that way, it sort of changes your mindset, which is what you kind of want out of a book or a paradigm or, you know, or a hostage negotiator. You want him to know the what's going on in upstairs. And that's a great point because think about it as a, a business owner. Um, we we as business owners shy away from confrontation. We shy away of talking about money when we're negotiating because we haven't been trained. We haven't we're not comfortable with that. Right. We shy away from anything like that. We keep it superficial, and I believe as a society we do that as well. So when you have at least some of these tools, when you have that thinking, at least walk away with just the thinking of. You have what two ears and one mouth? Just listen, listen. twice as long as you actually speak. Yeah. When you do that and you slow down, as we're saying, it's unbelievable how you're able to be in there without the emotion of it. You can, I can talk about money with people. You and I were talking about some money before. That used to be a big, huge thing with me. I never wanted to talk about money. Later on, I would complain. I wish I said that. And I, which I negotiated for more or whatever the case is. But I think it really comes down to how our mindset is and how we think about what really is our role as a leader, as this owner, as this entrepreneur. Because look at the stuff we're talking about. We're not talking about tips and tricks to generate five more new patients next week. We're talking about how you can improve your communication not just the self-talk with yourself, but how you can prove your communication that's going to tra- transform your staff, transform how you do business with patients, transform how you communicate with doctors. I mean, talking about knowing how to communicate with doctors and other referral sources, it's crazy. We're talking about it right now. It's the yeah. same elements that we're discussing. And it's the same elements that I mentioned with understanding how to think. And you and that change and that change comes with you in every situation. It's not a tip. It's not a trick. When you change that, you change you, and then you carry that mindset and that ability, that ability, into every single situation. That's a big right. change. That is a human change. Principles are timeless. 
Yeah. The principle never changes. What will change over time is the strategy. Strategies are timely. So when you focus on, I want to know how, I want to know how, I want to know this. Like if you're talking about Facebook, that entire algorithm, believe it or not, just changed. So whatever you were doing here just changed. Matter. If you understand the core principles, you can adapt. You know, who, yep. who said it? The, it's not the strongest or the thing. It's the one who, you know, the lion can adapt the best. Um, yep. You know, that that is what we have to be. We have to think of ourselves as we are a business owner. We are a leader. If you're uncomfortable with that, we got to do some work to get you over that. Because you're much more stronger and powerful than you realize. If you just think of yourself as I'm just a clinician, even though you have like a staff of 10, that is limiting you. And by the way, selfishly, it's limiting everyone on your team. Correct. Yeah. You're holding them your back. team can only grow to your extent. So if you're looking at the best is behind you and you refuse to grow and get better yourself, you're hurting everyone that you're saying you want to help. That's really crazy. When I like when I start talking about that to some uh, some of our students, yeah. they're like, "What? What? What?" I'm like, yeah. "Oh yeah, you want to help people? You're doing nothing to help them." I mean, it's like, you know, but sometimes people need what's called a pattern interrupt. <laughs> yeah, you've got. I mean, otherwise, it's uh, you know they'll ignore it because they feel like again they want to. Well, I'm busy, therefore I'm doing. Yeah, Jamie, I want to really do your program, but I'm busy. I go exactly. Yeah, I've never met someone that came in that wasn't busy. That's right. why they come because <laughs> you've been busy your whole life. Right. Don't you want to stop the crazy busyness? Yeah, that's, it's not. It's not hard. You and can that, do it. that that brings us back to that word, that F word, freedom. Practice freedom. That's what you're seeking. And if uh, if you're not going to show up and put the work in, you're not going to get it. Uh, do you want to thank our friends from uh, your CBD store? Uh, led by a physician. So people were saying, listen, you're having your patients come in. Now it's over the counter in, in most locations. Uh, do you know how CBD will affect their treatment plans? Find out online at cbdrxforyou.com. They've also got some pint glasses we're giving away with those guys with a cool design at ptpintcast.com. That's our website. You sign up there. Uh, maybe we'll send you a, a set of pint glasses. So they've got the ABCs of CBD, which is good. And uh, oh yeah, our friends from Owens Recovery Science. I forgot to mention them when we uh, when we cheers. They are the uh, uh, single source for PTs looking for certification and personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. Uh, find them online at owensrecoveryscience.com. Johnny Owens and those guys getting out and doing more classes now that a lot of restrictions are being lifted. They've also got their own podcast uh, called Owens Recovery Science Podcast. Their website, owensrecoveryscience.com. Uh, Johnny can talk, believe me. I mean, he goes micro or macro. This guy can talk about like at the cellular level, what happens with blood flow restriction, or he can show you like how to get swole, like whichever way you want to go with Johnny, he does that. So again, Owens recovery science, uh, com. Uh, Jamie, you ready to do three questions? Let's do it. Do three questions. I love three questions. All right, three questions brought to you by our friends at Fusion Medical Staffing. Find them online at fusionmedstaff.com. Uh, leaders in hashtag travel physical therapy. I mean, right now, itching, right? If you're thinking like, I want to go test drive the Pacific Northwest, go do it for work. Why not? T- kick the tires on a location of the country. Do that. Let your PT license let take you where you 
want to go. So physical therapists and physical therapist assistance uh, locations. Everywhere there's people, they need physical therapists. So again, uh, fusionmedstaff.com. Check them out with their job transparency. Jamie, first question is a where question. You were obviously in the Washington, D.C. area because you got that Gonzaga uh, banner in the background. But uh, where's the first place you got to go once you feel safe to move about the country? Uh, Charleston. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm going there next week for the PGA uh, Championship. Oh, Charleston. With my wife and about uh, six other friends. So, I'm so um, restrictions are slightly lifted in Charleston. I, I think they have been for a while. So yeah. we're vaccinated. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward to hit the, the champion. I haven't been to a PGA championship. Oh, I've, I've been to a championship. I've been to an event and they are actually really fun. I mean, I'm an all right. I'm an okay golf fan or middle of the road golf fan, but the events are actually kind of cool. When you see what TV doesn't do it justice. It's like monster trucks. They're cool on TV. You watch a monster truck in real life. That's crazy. You watch a guy bomb a drive like those pros. It's a different game, man. You start to see how bad you really are on your best day when you see see these guys. So we're going to be, we're going to be down in Charleston and Kiowa. Oh, Kiowa Island's gorgeous. All right. Second question is a what question. Uh, What's something you've watched, listened to, or read a book, movie, podcast, something that you think the audience could get value from? Well, I mean, we talked about uh, emotional intelligence. We talked about never split the uh, uh, difference. Um, I, I think, you know, both of those books are, are, are phenomenal. Um, I, I don't think uh, uh, more is better. I think less is more. So yeah. I would I would pick, I would encourage everyone pick up that emotional intelligence book. That alone is for everyone, no matter where you are, or who you are. I, I think that's a great book. I refer back to that thing again and again and again. And I always pick up just a nugget just about myself and about how I could handle or deal with something. Yeah. And obviously I like never split the difference because I got like 42 post-it notes in the, in the book. That's a probably good, a good, uh, a good recommendation. Absolutely. Uh, last, thing, last question on three questions is a uh, who question, a person question, who is someone the audience should know more about? Uh, good question. Who should know? I should be prepared for this, I guess. Um, I would say who should you know about, um, you know what? I was watching um, Benet Brown. Oh, yeah. You should know more about Brene Brown. Dare to lead. Yeah, I got her book on the shelf. It's on the list. All right. Um, she, she's a psychologist uh, turned. Uh, she's in the expert uh, space. Um, just the more I listen to her, um, the, the more I just like she just gets it. And she it. gets it in such a way and just makes it just relatable and interesting. Uh, again, uh, one of one of my favorite mentors, uh, Walt Hampton. Said Jamie, there's nothing new under the sun. It's all been done before. What we add, and I know what she adds and what you add, we add our magic. We add our uniqueness to it. We add a little bit of secret spice mm-hmm. to the thing, which creates a whole nother way of looking at it. Uh, she's really great. You can you can look at her on the on on YouTube's and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know who else is great? Uh, I was watching him the um, yesterday actually. Is Les Brown? You know who Les Brown is? And it sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Type in Les Brown, it's possible. Okay. If, if you're not banging down the door saying, All right, let's let's do we're building this business, we're we're starting this thing, we're doing okay. it. That that dude will will just, I mean, he just kind of nails it with that, you know, I aspire to, to be that. I mean, it's just Fire. so just you know, I don't think I think a lot of times as as very high intelligent overachieving people that we all are. I think sometimes we discount this idea of 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 inspiration and passion. And, and I think one of our jobs as a leader is to evoke p- 
passion and inspiration in others. And you can't do that unless you have it within you. Because look, um, leaders lead others. If you are, if you think you're a leader and you're, and, and no one's following you, you're just the walk. You're just loud. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is all about just bettering yourself just a little tiny bit every day or every week and, and moving towards something that inspires and motivates uh, you. And, um, you know, I, I try to do my little thing for, for practice owners and helping them with this. You're doing your thing, Jimmy, and everybody out in the audience. Find your thing and just put all of your heart and passion and it's possible. All right. Parting shot. I feel like you just gave a couple parting shots. We got to do the parting shot on the show. Let's do that. Parting shot brought to you by our friends at the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopd, uh, orthopt.org. They are the, uh, the the Academy of. They're leaders in orthopedic physical therapy. Uh, look to them. Look at their CPGs, clinical practice guidelines. Those are free. Go take a look at those online. They That's someone doing the Cliff's Notes of the research. I don't have time to do the research, but I want to be evidence-based. Great. Orthopt.org. They've got it for you. Uh, also, if you're thinking about getting a, a board certification in orthopedics, current concepts of orthopedic PT. It's a great roadmap to become that. So if you want to level up, you want to maintain focus in one area of practice, if you're like, I would like to be level up my orthopedic game, the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. All right, so parting shot, Jamie. You gave us a lot already. I'm seeing the team writing a lot down a lot of quotes from this uh, episode. Uh, last thing you want to leave with the audience, what do you got for them? Practice freedom is not just for the smart business people. This idea of practice freedom is a fundamental right for all of us. And it's something that you not only should inspire to do, but it's your duty. If you're a business owner or even someone that wants to be a business owner one day, your duty is to create a business that serves the multitude and does it in your own unique way while also helping serving you and your life. Your business is here to serve and help you you are not a indentured servant to your business. Love that. Good parting shot. Jamie, thanks for dropping by. Let's have you back on again soon. Again, like Les Brown, right? But if you're not getting fired up after hearing Jamie talking about uh, stuff for a little while, you're doing it wrong. So, Jamie, thanks so much for your time again, man. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management, Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast, LLC. It's poured fresh by me.
physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. And it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist, Juliet Dassinger. And by producer and creator, second year PT student, Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pintcast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pintcast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you. I love you, love you, love you. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.